This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right the back. How the devil are we all? If you like me... You're a, if you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, you like me, you're a tad annoyed. Just a tad annoyed. And you know, of course, what that means. <laughs> of course you do. But this is Lester Till I Die. And um, you can find us. Well, here's where you can find us.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Do you remember? Do you remember? When the Premier League, or the First Division, whatever age you, you happen to be, was actually earned, was won on the merit that you were the best team. When was the last time that happened? Probably 2015-16. Who won it then? Hmm, interesting. I think it's time... <laughs> Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, no. Woke up this morning feeling fine. I'm doing all the songs today. It's karaoke city tonight. And apparently, Yuri Tillerman has rejected his latest contract. Now, yes, let's just say that we're taking this as a little bit with a pinch of salt because uh, it was in 90minutes.com. Uh, and I used to write for 90minutes.com, and I know how reliable their stories are. On a scale of 1 to 10, start looking at the minuses and work your way down. However, you know, there's no necessarily smoke without fire, as they say. And you've got Man United there, favourites to, uh, to, to to buy him. Um, and then the sun. Now, again, I know it's the sun, and I know you probably know a lot of people won't wipe their arse with the sun. But at the end of the day, they are owned by the same people that uh, that own Sky. And apparently, they're now number one target is Fafana. They may even come in for him in January. Now, all I can say is, how shite are these football clubs? Because if you were any good, you would have a scouting system in place where you'll be able to actually go out and buy these players when they're young, when they're not expensive. Um, other than that, you've just got to wait you, you, because you're useless. I mean, under Alex Ferguson, you actually were a decent club. You know, you actually had youngsters coming through because we all remember the Beckhams. We all remember the Nevilles and the Butts. Nowadays, yeah, you get the odd one, Rashford, maybe Greenwood, but you, you want to buy instant success. And that is why your club, your club, is in such the shite at the moment. And would these players want to come to a club? And let's be honest with you, you are being managed. You are being managed by the Mancunian version of Steve Bruce. <laughs> Oli Gunnar Solskjaer could not win an egg and spoon race. We've won more things than he has while he's been in charge at Man United. What has he won? Zilch. How much has he spent? Billions. If you had, Man United, a decent setup, which you haven't obviously got, but if you had a decent setup, you'd have already bought Fafana. But you wouldn't take the risk. So we paid 30 odd million for him. I think you need to start looking at 100 million plus because remember, we don't need to sell and he's on a long contract. If you want to buy him, all I will say is two words. Harry Maguire. So go off, get your checkbooks ready, because that is the only way you know how to 
win anything, and that is by buying it. And let's face it, even that much debt as it is now, maybe we'd be happy if he did go off and get on the ESL and leave the rest of the proper clubs to play football, because Man United ain't a proper club anymore. All they are is a big, big bully. So, you know, if you get him, you get him. It's That's the way, you know, life goes on. But just be known, you are going to have to spend big to get him. If that's what you want to do, <laughs> that's what you're going to have to do. Oh, tell you what, this is the preview show here on Leicester Till I Die TV. How the devil are you? Hi, hi, all right, Chris. This is Neil Razor Ruddock here. No, no, you're huge. A Leicester City fan. You run the website, Facebook, the Twitter site, Leicester Till I Die. That's what you are, Chris. A Leicester Till I Die. I'm Leicester Till I Die. Anyway, Chris, well done for doing all the hard work for Leicester City. All the best, son. Neil Razor Ruddock. Aye, Chrissy. Aye, aye. Oh, it's Razor's here again. <laughs> Razor, how the, oh, sorry, Craig. It, it, sorry. Should have gone, maybe should have gone to Specsavers. How the devil are you, sir? I'm all right. I, I know I've been letting myself go, but I didn't think I'd been letting myself go that badly. <laughs> well, I'm glad I had a shave earlier on today. I wasn't looking far off that myself. <laughs> uh, Facebook user, hello, good evening. How the devil are you? Connor from America. Um, I'm good. I hope you are as well. Um, Tillemans is worth 80 to 100 million fee, and so is Fafana, mate. So is Fafana. Uh, Yeti boy, good evening. Welcome along. If Man United only signed young players, then they would struggle to get into the top four. No, they wouldn't. If 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 Man United signed and, and sorted out young players, they could win the league. They did it with Man um, Alex Ferguson. It's just that they've got Ronald McDonald in charge of the club, but couldn't, as I say, he couldn't win a fight with himself. So, you know, it, it, it's it's just the big clubs again buying the way out of trouble. And let's hope they go. Let's hope Man United go bust. Stay. Let's hope it goes bust. Um, Neil seems to have gone through a pint or two before making that. I think you find he's up to probably double figures. <laughs> <laughs> TM, good evening. Hope you are well. How the devil are you, TM? Talking about spending lots of money and not winning anything. I hope you're <laughs> doing well, TM. Um, if they go, they go, I guess, Craig. But, you know, it, it, it's it, it's just not football to me. It's just, it's, it's just buying success, isn't it? It is. I think it's. Uh, I think over the last twenty years since the um, inception of the Premier League, I think the whole you know football's changed. But yeah. I think, you know, I don't think it's just here. You know, it's it's the same in in lots of places, particularly Germany. I mean, Germany. I mean, Germany you could say are even worse because Bayern Munich tend to buy all the best players, even from Dortmund, who are like the second best team. So they, they do exactly the same. They they just sweep up anybody who shows any sign of, uh, of of being able to do well in that particular league. They they sign them up, and I think Man United are in particular. I think they. I think you you used the right word in there. Well, you used a lot of words, but I'm going to pick one. <laughs> um, uh, and it's risk. 
and I don't think mm. they're a risk-taking club anymore. Yeah, if they if they've got someone coming through the books, you know, they'll they'll, they'll get a chance. I think you know yeah. they do have a couple who have done that. But I don't. When it comes to transfers, I think the last few transfers where they've taken players from non-top leagues, let's say Dan James, for instance. Yeah. Let's say Donny Van Der Beek. They haven't worked out. So they seem to have this uh, this plan of we will only take players who have already been proven in the highest uh, uh, football leagues. Mm. And that's why they come after our players. You know, Liverpool did it for a while. They, they basically took anyone who looked half decent at, uh, at Southampton. Mm-hmm. They were they were they were picking them off, and I think it's just the nature of the beast. And I think until we are, you know, a regular top four side, I think we have to accept it. It's frustrating as hell, but I think most of the other teams around Europe, you know, they know their pecking order. Atlant- Atalanta in Italy are another one mm. they'll sell every year, um, and I think we, you know, as frustrating as it is, I think we have to get used to it that we. We, we we have to understand our place in the big pecking order. And as I say, until we can be a regular offering players, regular Champions League football, they're going to want it, you know. And uh, but yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't dismiss your frustration, particularly at Man United. Yeah, I, I, I get 100 percent where you're coming from. Uh, I just hope they realise that, you know, they're going to have to pay for these players. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Leicester, we, 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 we make bad signings. Of course we do. You know, Slomani didn't work out um, and he was 30-odd million. But Van der Beek, for example, was nearly 40 million quid yeah. to be sat as a bench warmer with splinters in his arse. That's how good mm. Man United... It's not the scouting system because right. on that one it was a good buy, but what's he doing? They buy, you know, they've got that many good players. And I can remember, and I said this the other day, and I'm, sorry, I'm going to upset uh, uh, Connor here because he's a Man United fan. Um, is before Alex Ferguson, Man United were not the biggest club in this country. It was Liverpool. They were they were rubbing your nose in the poo season after season. You got the odd FA Cup, but they were consistently winning champ. Well, the equivalent of the Champions League, the Premier League. And all Man United did was go out and buy players without any thoughts about where they're going to play them, where they fit into the system, but just to stop any other team buying them. And what did they win with it? A couple of FA Cups here and there. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I remember it. Um, you know, they went through a lot of managers. So I think Ron Atkinson was the last one before uh, Ferguson came in. Uh, I'm sure people will correct me. But, you know, he got close. I think he finished second. He was very close to winning it, but they just couldn't get over the line. And let's not forget, you know, Ferguson was, what, a, an FA Cup winning against Knox Forest away from uh, yeah. winning the bullet as well. Yes. Um, but he was he, he was a one-of-a-kind almost, wasn't he? You know, he... Yeah. I think he had that team bubbling away, but then he also knew what a crop of great youngsters he had. And he was prepared to go with them, but then they were moulded um, by by the manager, by Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Whether you could do that this day and age, I don't know. All the power seems to have gone to players. It's mm. not in the hands of the managers anymore. So as soon as they're not playing for a little bit, you know, if, if you're not at a big club and you're not playing, you, you want to move. If yeah. you are playing and you're not at a big club, you want to move because agents 
you know agents make their money from transfers if nobody moves agents don't make any money let's let's, let's be clear so it's in their best interest to to start churning stuff up and they're they're into all of the magazines and you know just slip this story in here for me will you let's let's get some yeah. let 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 people know that he's turned down a contract let people know that a club is interested so we can get a few more to come out of the woodwork you know it's it's all what it is at the minute and we we can either get upset and frustrated or we just have to accept our place in it and our model yeah. is by not by cheap but by yeah. you know buy in the in the 20 30 million mark and sell for 60 and 70 and as a business mm. model it's not done as bad no it's no. more frustrating where you've got a player like telemans like Fafana, who you know are really top notch you know they're, they're better than the others that we've sold you know yeah in fairness though, i think you find maguire when he played for us was top notch he got in the england squad and it's good to see that he kept his loyalties leicester by obviously giving us assist in the 4-2 win exactly yeah. that was very decent of him. but also joking aside arsene wenger at arsenal he didn't buy big names he bought you know thierry henry uh patrick vieira they weren't cheap but it was almost our sort of model that yeah. Arsene Wenger was doing at Arsenal. Well, I think I mean it, I think he had a better scouting network all the way around um, Europe, you know. So Burkamp, another one that he brought in. So yeah, if your scouting network is up to scratch, then you can buy them straight off. But I mm. don't think Manchester United are the type of club now who will take the risk, as I say. Dan James is probably the last one that they bought where they were taking where they were buying potential. Didn't mm. work out at all. So I don't think they are I think these teams are so frightened of not being in the Champions League that they're not prepared to sort of take a step back and build a new team. They yeah. you have to be in the Champions League year on year. Someone always misses out, but I don't um, but I don't think anybody says, right, we're gonna accept that we may be in Europa League for a couple of years, but we're yeah. going to build a new team. It doesn't happen these days. But Ferguson was able, as indeed to some degree, uh, Wenger as well, to to build the new teams. I mean, how many teams yeah. did Ferguson... And I, I'm saying Man United, and, and I'm not kind of just picking them. It's just that Man United are the ones that happen to be linked today. It's the same with Chelsea. Chelsea have got more players that they've bought or developed and they've loaned out than they have actually based at Stamford Bridge. Um, welcome along, um, Ankit from Almighty Blues FC channel. Nice to have you along. Uh, love the channel. We love you loving the channel, Ankit. Thank you indeed. Uh, and you're still top of the quiz league, so uh, you can love us just <laughs> that little bit more. Uh, Yank, uh, that's worth checking out his channel as well. Does a lot of general football stuff. Yank talking smack. And no, it's not that sort of channel, before you ask. Um uh, do, 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 where are we here? Uh, you have, you know, you have got, um, you say them at Tommy Shaw, Henderson, Pogba, all either came out of the academy of the under 20s. Four players <laughs> in, the, in the lot, is it? You know, and and like I say, when you buy, you're not buying, you're buying these huge players, and you will always be in that debt that you now have got round your uh, round, round, but Henderson. Round your head. Henderson had had a good season at Sheffield United. Shaw had had a good season. I think he came from Southampton. 
Mm. Pogba played around. Well, you had Pogba, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah saw the potential and sold him and yes. then had to buy him back. So, you know, if the potential was there, you didn't have the patience to bring him through. You actually sold no. him and then bought him back. So the only one of those who's come through your system is McTominay. Now, the others have already proved themselves in the Premier League. And, and that's the point. It's not necessarily about buying them young. It's about buying them when they've already played in the Premier League. They've already proven that they can play at that level. So that, yeah. that's the thing. Not about buying young. No, you know, Fafana's young. And if you can get them young and they've had experience in the Premier League, mm. no one would blame you for going after them. But I think yes. the point was being made that you don't necessarily go and buy potential. You yes. go and buy people who have already proven themselves. It is. But I can say then, you know, you're just... If you did it the other way around, you'd have a lot more money to buy a lot you know, better players, maybe. Mm. And it's not all about play, buying players. You can go out and buy all the Pogba's, all the Ronaldo's again, uh, all, all these other players that, that you think are wonderful. Mm. And you're not going to win a thing this season. So, you know, possibly, possibly. I think the other thing is, that just while we're on it, just a quick one. I think the other thing is that the turnaround of managers at a lot of these clubs is much more than it ever was. So it's rare that a manager gets a chance to build a team. They yeah. come in on the back of someone failing who's been there for two seasons, knowing full well that they've probably only got a couple of seasons. So there's no way that they can actually buy potential and then bring them all through. They've got to hit mm. the ground running or they're out of a job. Yes. Yes. Like you say, it it, it, it is sad. And, you know, how many, and I'm not, you know, we for Alex Ferguson made mistakes, bought bad players. Wenger certainly did towards the end of his career, and Mourinho's bought more than his fair share of donkeys. But you've got to have a look, and we can name three clubs United with Pogba, Chelsea with Lukaku, Man City with De Bruyne, that had all these players sold them and then brought them back for two three times as much money as anything if if you were a, if you weren't a, 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 if you were a company you'd be out of business i think de bruyne was actually at chelsea and again i'm sure someone will, will tell me wrong i'm sure chelsea had de bruyne as well when he was younger oh, is it che- they, right, I'm, I'm, yeah, right, i think, sorry, I I think they man. sold him they man sold City. him out to, right. out to germany so right well, I got my rant off the chest. Um, <laughs> if Man United want to be known as the club that tried to buy the league and failed, then that is fine. There will never the be a club thing, that earned it. <laughs> the only thing that was surprising from that list that you've got of the uh, the prices to buy Tielemans was that Newcastle wasn't on it. How quickly yes. things change in a week. I know, I know. And why would Arsenal be on there? Do you know what I mean? And why why are Man United above Liverpool when Liverpool at the moment are the better team? Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Um Liverpool are the are the team that I would expect. If he if he stayed in this country, it would be Liverpool, I would expect. And I think if you if you're there as as, as Mr. Tillman's agent, you look and okay. Let's be honest with you, Man United can't offer particularly necessarily any more than a Liverpool or a Man City. Yeah. Where would you sooner go? As I think most of these players would sooner say, I'd sooner have Klopp as my manager or Guardiola as my manager yeah. than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, to be honest with you, because he's not a winner. You know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting that Man City are not there as well, because Tielemans, you would think, would be such a, a Man City player, someone who yeah. can see those passes. 
Yeah, you can imagine him and De Bruyne sitting in the middle, just just feeding passes through. Be awesome. Yes. yes. At the end of the day, you know, like I say, we are, we are talking ninety minutes dot com. <laughs> Not exactly known for their, their. Like I say, I used to write for them, so I know how how truthful some of their stories can be. Um, <laughs> say no more, allegedly, and along with uh, with the Sun as well, which um, isn't known necessarily for always the. Getting the right uh, right screw in the right hole. Uh, anyway, there is a match this weekend, but let's just leave you with this. I've got to do that. I enjoy. I think what makes it more fun is the fact that it's a Man United fan that's <laughs> laughing at Man United. Um, okay, so uh, Sunday, uh, mm. we've got a bit of a wait. Um, Two o'clock kickoff. Um, it's not on TV. It's not on national radio, but you can get us on Radio Leicester if you are within the county boundaries uh, or lcfc.com forward slash radio if you are outside um, via, obviously, the website. Uh, down to the Brentford Community Stadium. Simon Hooper is our referee. Can't say that he stands out to me as... Good, bad, or indifferent? And then if you know him at all, Craig. No, yeah, I've, I've seen him a few times. He's had a few games. He's sort of almost like second-tier um, Premier League referee. The funny one is for me, is Lee Mason being on VAR. I thought they'd, I thought they'd shipped him out because I, <laughs> I haven't seen him refing a game this season, to be honest. Um, They're sneaking him back in and they've given him to Leicester. What have we uh, done to deserve it? <laughs> right. I mean, d don't expect any sensible decisions out of VAR, that's for sure. Well, did, did we ever? I mean, well, did, you know, did we, it is, you know. And in fairness, not just Leicester, every team out there has had the fair share. I think, I think we're all up to our, our limit with VAR, to be honest with you. But hey, we've won two. We, 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 we ended Man United's 29. Um, and win, winning streak away from home. Um, we have beaten them for the last three times. They haven't beaten us in four. Um, and we're going off to the new boys, Brentford, who at the start of the season is one of the few predictions I got right, which is the fact that they'd probably be the best of the three that have come up. Right. It's good to see them doing well, because I've always said I like to see the big teams struggle and the little teams, and I still include us in that, mm -hmm. uh, do do better. Uh, except obviously when they play us, but <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because um, I think Brentford, from everything I've read about them, are about the closest uh, team you can get to a real kind of moneyball uh, team. If you're familiar with that that phrase and that uh, that way of buying players, uh, there was a famous film with your uh, your double in it, Brad Pitt, um, where. Um, it was one of the American sports and they basically just buy players based on stats and how they fit into a system. And, and Brentford are very much a, of, of that ilk in terms of looking at all the stats. And if the stats say they should perform to a certain level, they'll go and invest. And they're, they're not buying, you know, huge named players. You know, they're, uh, they're doing it the right way. And, uh, and they've stuck with quite a few of those that, that got them up. Um and they all look to be buying in to it. You know, there's there's definitely one of those you can say that they are playing for the manager. If anybody saw the end of sort of the last 15 minutes of uh, of the Alamo, I mean the uh, Brentford Chelsea game, <laughs> um, 
it was it was astonishing, you know, to be honest, how they pinned Chelsea back. Chelsea is supposed to be one of the best footballing sides, but it just shows you when you get up in the face of opposition, then you can you can put them under all kinds of pressure. And they were very unlucky not to uh, not to get something out of that game. It is, and you know, it's nice to see them. You know, I, I hope they don't do a sort of a Sheffield United or as Leeds are doing uh, yeah. at the moment, and, and and get that old second season um, uh, thing. But ooh, actually, that that's to come next season. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, though, I mean, if you know, if we look at the table, that they, they are. Um, have I got the table? He says, "No, he hasn't." Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I did have problems with my internet. That's my excuse just before we came <laughs> live. Uh, but they are sitting at the moment in ninth place, mm-hmm. uh, two places above us and just a point above us. And they've sort of, you know, had had a reasonably good start. And they, you know, they, they've got Tony, you know, having Tony up front. You know, they're in a plus situation with the goal difference at the moment. You've got to say, well done, Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, they've uh, they've got a way of playing, but it's not just you know up and at them. They they do try and play a bit of football. They've got good players, but they also have that team spirit that uh, that they play on the front foot. Uh, they mm. play very aggressively, very quick, which means it's going to be an interesting game because you've got to hold your nerve. I think against a team like Brentford, you've really got to hold your nerve when you're yeah. on the ball. You've either got to buy the fouls. Or you've got to pick your passes, and when a team's mm. coming at you, you know what it was like. And and I'm not comparing them to the old days of Stoke, because Stoke <laughs> were very, pretty much a, a route one, but they were very aggressive. And Brentford remind me of them in terms of that aggressive closing down. Yes, there we are. But if you can play through that press, then you're going to get chances. Um, yes. So I I can see us. I don't. I don't know if we'll be allowed to control this game as the way that Bright, uh, Brent, uh, Brendan, uh, Brighton, Brentford, Brendan um, would <laughs> like. <playing> them. <laughs> I know, would like us to control it because I don't. You know are. You are razor rude. You piss. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been drinking. It must, it must be the cold meds. Um, mm. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they're going to come at us. So I, I can see us turning the ball over uh, quite a bit. So it could be. Um, edge of the seat stuff, I think. But if we can play through it and, and pick our passes and find our men, there should be opportunities. Yeah. Quiz question for you here. So I know you'll get it you'll get it right, being the quiz master. Um do you remember the last time we played Brentford? Um I can only remember us playing them in a League Cup game uh over two legs. Um, I went to it and I'm sure we beat them 4-2 away uh, with four late goals actually and John O'Neill scored but that's going back so we may have played them uh, oh, in oh I, I am so uh, do you know I have wait, yes waited for this moment you know all those times you used to ask me questions and I got it wrong yeah. finally finally revenge cold dish the best oh serve. I tell you what we played them in the FA Cup I'm too late now. I have to take your first answer. <laughs> we played them in the FA Cup twice, in fact, haven't we? Well, we played them like the last time we played them was last season. Um, yeah. if we can, if I can get it up here, it was the FA Cup fourth round. Yeah, uh, I think we did quite well in that in that competition last I think, I think we did. You know, it was a good start <laughs> for us. 3 1. Um, 
under. Yeah, it's one of one of the, one of the. I yeah. think it might be the only goal he scored for us. Um, all in the second half. If we weren't behind, in fairness to Brentford, they um they went they went ahead against us. Yeah, uh, Tillman. We played, we played them the, the season before in the FA Cup as well, didn't we? We sorry, say that again. We played them in the FA Cup the season before and won one nil at their place, and Damari Gray scored. You see, you know this information, but that wasn't the question that I asked you. <laughs> yes. Or Ian Acho <laughs> scored. Maybe it was Ian Acho. But anyway, I yes, I know. I'm back peddling. I'm back peddling. Just <laughs> take, your, take your victory and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. But no, in all, in all fairness, you know, they looked a good side even then, didn't they? Yeah, they did. We 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 never looked comfortable in either of those uh, two cup games. To be fair, no. you know, um, because we do tend to suffer if if teams come at us and close us down. You know, mm. it, it was nice to see as um, as, uh, as as picking our passes in the last couple of games that we 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 seem more composed on the ball. Um, so that's good to see. But they've got, to, as I say, they've got to hold their nerve. Do, do you say, I mean, I'm kind of, I was interested to see how we did against um, Spartak Moscow. And in yeah. fairness, any sort of a win for me over there w- was good. And I know we were, you know, we weren't holding on at the end, but we, we made it difficult for ourselves. I don't think 4-3 was, was uh, a justification of how we played. Um, but I think if we'd have lost that game or not played well, after the Man United game, I think everything that we, we'd sort of gained in the Man United game mm. would have been lost, you know, because to my mind, it was the best we played all season. And yeah. it was almost like the line in the sand was like, you know, before that line, we were rubbish. Now, you know, it's the kick, it's the kicking on, if you like. And that was the Leicester from last season. Um, and I'm just wondering whether Brentford is the right team we should be coming up against next. Well, you know, momentum is a great thing in football, you mm. know, so that's why it was important. Um, and uh, uh, Brookline says there, um, I, I think it's, I think it's right. If we can hold a nerve, pick our passes, play through the lines, then they will give us opportunities. You know, we've just got to be strong at the back. And that's the worry at the minute where we look a little bit fragile. But you would hope mm. if everyone's fit, you know, we should be compact enough. To, to deal with what they've got. They haven't got a lot of trickery. They've got a guy, or one or two guys, one that we'll, we'll, we'll come on to later, who, yes. uh, who are decent. But we should. We should have enough to deal with them at the back. Um, yeah. it, particularly, I think he will go with a three again. Mm-hmm. Because we know that if, if the game goes that way, then um, they're definitely going to be wanting to, to throw the ball into Ivan Tony, who, who loves a scrap. Now, if we've got uh, defenders there who love a scrap as well, um, Soyuncu, um, then we should be okay. But uh, but definitely, we should have enough quality in the other half. And over the past couple of games, hasn't it been great to have our Madison back? You know, he's oh, starting to look like his old yeah. self. You know, um, yeah, which is great. And one I of think the, he was I think given a very much a freer role, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and I think you know, the th- I think it was Dakar's third goal uh, against Spartak Moscow, where it was a great through ball played by Tielemans in between uh, inside the fullback. But the ball that Madison played into Tielemans was the ball for me that he he saw the gap in between two players and played at that straight pass. You know, and there was a lot of talk earlier on in the season that these 
these two couldn't play together. It was mm. being likened to the Gerard Lampard axis uh, for England that the two couldn't play together. But there's been encouraging signs over the last couple of weeks that the two can play together, particularly with Madison in a bit more of an advanced position. So that's encouraging. Yeah, definitely. And I've got to be honest with you, I think <laughs> there's so many positives. In Acho, I mean, his play off the ball, you know, it is okay, he didn't, you know, score the other night, you know, <laughs> but he we, he didn't need to, in, in fairness. But you know, just what he brings to the game, he's got he's a big guy, he's got some brilliant little touches. He has. I think he, he came into his own last season, didn't he? And he, and he yeah. looks much more comfortable. I think the players are are accepting that he's uh, he's a good player, so they're more likely to uh, sort of play him in that they weren't before. You, you you know when when you're playing with players who you're not you're not you you have doubts about, then you tend to not give them the ball. I remember there was I can't remember his name. He was a fullback at Liverpool a couple of seasons, and. Um, it was almost like they refused to give him the ball because they didn't have the the uh, the confidence in him. But the team clearly got confidence in Acho. He seems to be much more part of it and to play his role in it, that he's not just a goal scorer. The same way that Jamie did last season when he was playing yeah. and paired with Ian Acho, that he accepted his role, that he wasn't necessarily going to be the guy scoring the goals. Mm-hmm. So if you've got players who are selfless in that fact as well and put the team first, then that only bodes well. Bookline there says, how great to have Greg agree <laughs> with me. It's far better than a shout-out from You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think Brookline realises that Fox's focus is, in fact, is indeed Brad. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you may, you, we may have an apology coming in a minute from Brookline, he feels. Um, another player I want to mention that's just done quite well uh, in the last couple of games is Marty. I know it's very yeah. easy to say when a team is playing well, they all play well, etc. But again, you know, it's not often when we're saying we've got Vestergaard and we'll come on to him later. But oh God, no, no, don't want him in. Let you know, we're picking a Marty over another defender. Again, I think the I think the formation suits him. You know, the three. He always looks much more comfortable in a three. And he mm. does, you know, he, he's quite vocal. You know, if you if you watch him when he's not on the ball as well, he, he likes to organise a little bit. I guess some of that of Johnny Evans has brushed off in, on him as well. Yeah. He's he's a decent reader of the game and he's he's using the ball a little bit, bit, bit better as well. I think he's been told to cut out the silly uh, mistakes, although it was it was disheartening again to see uh, Johnny and Soyuncu trying to play their little triangles out for uh, yeah. for that goal. But yeah. By and large, Amati hasn't got caught up in any of that. And as yeah. a straightforward defender, you know, he's quite aggressive. So uh yeah. all, all fair play to him. And we, we we normally do in this in this show go off track <laughs> at some point. Uh, I think Terry's gonna take us off track a little bit earlier. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Nothing to do with football, but do you and Craig remember Fluffy Freeman, the DJ with his Brentford Nylon oh, Jesus. on yes. television? Yes. Brentford Nylons were the pre-MFI, which are the pre-DFS of the day, because they were always got a sale on. Even worse, even worse, I remember the bloody, you know, nylon bed sheets, which were horrible things. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you were saying that the, your nylons were uh, 
were, were your bed sheets and not those that you pulled up your legs, uh, Chris. <laughs> well, well you know, let, let, let's let's just leave it at that for now, shall yeah. we? You know but yeah, Brentford nylons. That is a blast from the past, Terry. Well done. Yes. Uh, how old are you, Terry? Boy. Um, <laughs> and what line here? <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Did not know at Fox's focus was you. Are you also less until a day admin in the long ball? He is. He is. He's not Leicester till I die because that's me. The, the one that's Leicester till I die in third in the long ball league is me, Brookie. The one that's Leicester till I die admin and one off the bottom is Brad. I just want to make that clear. Just so you know the difference, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Terry Terry is old, I think, you know. Um, Brentford Nylons, bloody hell, that's going back a bit, <laughs> isn't it? You know. Um, Brendan Rodgers made an omission over Yannick Vestergaard and he wasn't planning on him having this much game time. I, that's, I mean, you know, when you buy a player and then kind of say, well, I wasn't going to play him that much. I don't yeah, know what, what that says. Uh, I mean... Brendan's not the tallest of men. Did he buy him to get the stuff off the top shelf for him or what? I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure what, why you're buying somebody that you don't expect to have a lot of game I time know. for. I know. If, you know, unless he just thinks, you know, he's somebody to have on the bench to see games out, or, you know, or mm. if teams are throwing balls in the box. But it, that seems a strange admission. But then he didn't work with Spartak. They brought him on and they, they got the third. Well, yeah, um, indeed. He, he looked awful again. Yeah, best to go. This is this is the. I mean, this is almost like a Marty part two here, really, because Vestergaard apparently started started six games across all competitions, but City have not won any of them. On the other seven, City have played this season. They've won six and lost one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Brendan, Some, what are you? Do? I mean, would know, say there's a pattern emerging. Yes, and, and I, when when I did the special with the Southampton guy, very kindly, you, you know, the, the one with the shirt, he was sniggering when we bought Vestergaard. So, yeah. but then again, in fairness, we probably couldn't afford Tykowski, and it, at least we we did need some sort of cover, but um, maybe not a cover that's like a bit like you know Swiss cheese full of holes and what have you. Uh, but we're going to come on to the back four in, uh, in in a second. But going into the game here, um, did, I did bring it up early, but just going into the game here, these are the sort of the inform or the last five games that each team's played. Um, Brentford, three wins, a draw and a loss. Uh, and, you know, the... Um, the draw against Liverpool was very commendable. And like you said, they, they threw everything at Chelsea. It was like Zulu part two, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then you've got us with Burnley drawing. Legia Warsaw, who obviously got stuffed by Napoli the other night, threw a lead away against Palace. But did the other turn around against Man United and Spartak? I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's going to be tight. What What worries me is the fact that we can't hang on to a lead. Yeah. Um, or it doesn't seem we can. And, you know, we've we've shown that a couple of times. Napoli two 0 up. Crystal Palace yeah. two 0 up. Um, yet Brentford don't seem to know when they're beaten. You know, they the, the comeback that they had against uh, Liverpool was phenomenal. You know to to have almost like their hearts broken, but then still to find a way to come back and, and, and snatch a draw. And again, they should have done the same uh, against Chelsea. You know, they were the better team, particularly for the second half. 
And, yeah. you know, that could easily have been five games unbeaten against some decent opposition. So it's, it's not going to be a walkover, that's for sure. No. Fox's uh, focus stroke Brad just wants to remind us all that when we do the prediction show, he is actually top of that. Even though he predicted um, a Norwich win, he still managed somehow to be top of that league. Uh, I loved it, the fact that somebody the other day, I can't remember where it was in chat, actually called him Mr. North Macedonia. <laughs> well, it just seemed to be, I mean, maybe he's got a thing for teams that start N-O-R. Because, um, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. maybe that's why he felt he had to go for Norwich as well as North Macedonia. <laughs> um, Emmanuel, I wonder where you were from. Um, <laughs> I think you may be from Central Africa area. Um, uh, so let's, I, I'm going to leave Brad and Brookline to have their little chat in the, uh, in the room. I think make got, up uh, in the green room or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. K kiss and make up guys. Kiss and make up. Um, so this is the season so far. Um, if I can just bring it up so that I can, I don't know if you, you you're able to see that. <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling. Um, but let's have a look. Um, where are we season so far? Here it is. So, um, again, I mean, <laughs> the average goals conceded per match is there or thereabouts. They've, 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 um, they've only had one clean sheet. So, you know, we, that gives us something, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? um, the chances created, I mean, we're, we're getting better with that, obviously, with the last couple of games. Uh, the average goals scored is, is probably the, the main one. But like I say, I, I can just see it is it is very tight compared to something we've recently uh, compared to. It is. But, you know, but these are the sort of games that we have to be going and winning, you know, that we've we've tripped up in games already where we thought we should have been picking up point. Um, so this is one. I mean, this could be one of those where it's, it, it brings Brentford back down to earth. It could be one of those games. A lot of these teams where they, you know, they come up and they do well or they go on a good run, sooner or later they get a game that sort of shows them how tough and how ruthless the Premier League can be. Let's hope that uh, that this weekend is their game. Indeed. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Brad says here, sorry, it distracted me this. He's got shares in North Macedonia FC. <laughs> he could well, run for president, probably. He could, I could see Brad as Borat, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I could see him in the green mankini. In fact, I, I know I don't I don't want to see him. Yeah, why would you put mankini. that why would you put that thought in anyone's head, Chris? Because it went into my head and I just it just shouted share with Craig to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I will Thanks. leave that I will leave that thought with you for the weekend. Um so I mean head to head yourself now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah so my mind has totally gone now. Okay, come on, I can't I can't be thinking about this. Um but, I mean, that's the head-to-head, -head, but it doesn't really mean a lot because it's been a, a while, like you say, apart from cup games than we've played. But we, we, we have got sort of the more wins and the more goals over them. So, fingers crossed, like I say, it is going to be a continuation of our good luck. I'm watching the time because I know um, you're on a schedule tonight. But we're going to have a look. You've not gone, and I do love this point, You've actually not gone for a combined 11. And I'm quoting you on this just for anybody that's watching. 
this is Craig's words, not mine. There isn't one of the Brentford team that would get into a combined 11. Ouch. Um, you can answer that uh, <laughs> when we come back and you can tell us who the one to watch is. Indeed. And don't forget, Tuesday, you will be able to, I'd like to say, read my column on the BBC website. It sounds rather impressive, that, doesn't it? <laughs> read one's columns on the BBC Leicester City homepage on Tuesday. It might just have a reference to Fafana and Tillemans. Who knows? So basically, Craig... <laughs> Let it go, Chris. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I am the new Piers Morgan. Uh, but basically, Craig, you, you basically were saying Brentford was shit, and that's what you were trying to get across, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was not, not the case at all. Um, I was not saying that they are um, words that we shouldn't use because we need to uh, make sure that YouTube... Exactly, um, exactly. I think we are yeah. family. Um, yes. So, no, I. you just go through that team man for man. I would struggle to choose anyone that was going to come up against any Leicester player and, mm. and take the place. I mean, you probably the closest one you could get to was the keeper. The keeper's had a very good season. Um, and we all know, um, you know, he, he's he's looked pretty solid. From what I've seen, he kicks the ball into play. So he's got that on Schmeichel. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Schmeichel's been great over the seasons and he's a great shot stopper. So I, I couldn't see where I would swap any. So it yeah. made having a combined 11 a little bit um, futile. And also so. as well, I mean, you know, my my thought when you were going to go as well for the one to watch and you haven't done, and but I thought you were going to go for Ivan Tony because he was the obvious one. Yeah. But again, even he wouldn't get in because all three of our strikers are on such a, a hot, you know, for, yeah. uh, run of form at the moment. I mean, you know, Ivan Tony was a player that a lot of people thought that we should have gone for in the summer mm. and, and the summer before as well when he was uh, when he was doing well down with Brentford. Um, and he's he's definitely a handful, but I mean, if you look at his goals, I think has he got two? I'm I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. With I think you. Uh, I think his goal return isn't great. He he is a handful, but yeah, he's not. Uh, and I think at least one of those is a penalty. Um, so he's not, you know, he's not setting the world alight. He just causes trouble. Uh, he's almost, you know, I, I don't want to be disguised, uh, you know, to him, but he's. He has the same kind of effect as a an Andy Carroll would have. You know, you're going to have a battle with him. Uh, mm. Centre half knows they're going to be in a battle with Ivan Tony. So from that perspective, um, he, he is a handful. But would you put him in ahead of Inacho, in ahead of Vardy, even Dakar? I don't. I don't think anyone else would, to be honest. No. So, no. you know, if anybody can pick on a a Brentford player and uh, say who they would have ahead of any of ours then um then feel free to drop it in the comments um, yeah and our answers on a postcard as they say well indeed i mean you would you have taken anyone chris to be honest with you no and that no. is i mean i i struggle to be honest with you anyway with the combined 11s as you know because i don't i don't once you get past the obvious players 
you know, I mean, I, I the one that you've picked in a second for the uh, one to watch, I'm like, who the hell is he? I don't follow <laughs> the, you know, once you get past the well-known ones, even from the Man United, I, I struggle to know yeah. how good they are, what they've done well. But but no, I, I, I do, I was being facetious a little bit, you yeah. know, and uh, and you're quite right, I shall go and smack, I shall go and smack myself later <laughs> for using words that we, we shouldn't be using, you know. Uh, but please now, this is the gentleman. Tell us all about him. And I'm a bit worried because normally when you do this, or whoever you pick does have a brilliant game about against us. Yeah. But this is your one to watch. Yeah, Brian and Buemo. Um is French 22. Um they bought him from Troy a few seasons ago. He's I think this is his third season. He joined them in 2019. Uh, he represented France at under-17, under-20 and under-21. Um, he was nominated last season for the EFL Player of the Year. Um, and he averages, during his time with Brentford, he's, uh, he's averaged uh, a goal every four, which isn't bad for a winger. But he's a very direct and tricky player. And he's only scored two goals this season. But he's got a great stat that he's also hit the woodwork six times. So he's clearly a player. He's either a player who's getting into great positions and can't finish, mm. or he's just been really unlucky. But if a winger is getting that many goal attempts, then that's that he's doing something right. Uh, as I say, he's very tricky. And they're the kind of players that we tend to, to struggle with. You know, those who have got quick yeah. feet around uh, the edge of the box. So I, I like him. I, I, I noticed him last season. Um, and when I saw him in pre-season in a couple of games as well, in the early games in this uh, in the Premier League season, he looks like someone who could do some damage. So uh, I think whoever's playing that down that side um, is going to have a tough game on their hands. Good evening to Neil. Thanks for joining us. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, quickly going to run through these last two points now, Craig, because I'm conscious of the time for you. Um, back four mm. or three. Or five, whichever way you want to do it. Um, third game in a week. Yeah. Who would you go for? We're not going to go through the whole team. No. I'm just interested in in the defence because of obviously the problems we've had there. If if everyone's fit, uh, for me it's the it's the five that played against Man United. Um, I thought you know there was a lot of great performances in that, but I thought Castagna had a fantastic game at left yeah. wing back. To be honest. You know, I, I I normally prefer him over on on the right, and I think I even put him in a, in the team where we we picked a combined eleven for that Man U. I put him in yeah. at right back over Pereira, but I thought he had a great game at left back, and that just looks really solid. If you go with the three and you need your wing backs to provide the width, then Pereira and Castagna are um, are fantastic. You know, they 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 do that job. So for me. That's where I would go. That's very much a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. I know they are assessing um, Timothy Castagna. Um, Perez is being monitored for an illness, and Daka is likely to be dropped because we, you know I'm sure Jamie Vardy will probably be coming back yeah. for the Premier League. My one quick thing to lean on from that though is is, is um, Evans. Can he can he manage those three games? Do you think? I think so because I. I think if he's in a three as well, his workload is cut down a little bit. Mm. He's not being pulled out of position as much. If he's in a two, he's having to cover a fullback as well as his own position. 
I think in the centre of a three, he can almost just dictate what goes on around him. And and you saw against Manchester United that he didn't come out of that pocket uh, very much at all. So I think from that point, you can manage him. It's maybe a trickier game because of the the physicality that Ivan Tony brings, uh, and I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. probably like to pull himself onto uh, Evans or um, or Amati. But I, th- I think he can cope with it. Um, I, I would hope so anyway, more so than Vestergaard, but you never know. The thing with Vestergaard, you, you could look at it and say, right, you know, he should do well in the air against Ivan Tony. But Ivan mm-hmm. Tony apparently is only five foot ten, although he, he jumps as if he's six foot four. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. <laughs> whereas Vestergaard jumps as if he's five foot seven. So, you know, it's a little bit of a mismatch the wrong way. And I would be um a little bit wary of Vestergaard's lack of physicality. We, we've seen him get beaten up by strikers, uh, less physicality than uh, than Ivan Tony. So I'm hoping everyone's fit and he sticks with that five. Even even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't start, but uh, even if so, if he does start, Evans, yeah. but maybe you know comes off after sixty minutes or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, and and obviously you know Vestergaard, maybe it's the maybe he should be renamed. You, as useless as the chocolate fire guard. Um, boom, boom. Thank you. And finally, I'm here all week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, finally, score predictions. Now, it's actually, as you know, we do the score predictions with the ex-players. And there's fully enough, I always do mine first so that I can never be accused of copying anybody else. And then obviously <laughs> all the others send them in individually. But it is actually, apart from Steve Linex, who is once again going for the reverse psychology bit, um, these are what we, we, we've all gone for. So I've gone 2-1, as I think we will concede, because that's just us at the moment. Maybe we should put a pizza on offer again. Um, Marsh has gone 1-1. Steve Walsh has gone 2-1. Jerry Taggart, unfortunately, has agreed with me at 2-1. I say unfortunately because he's top of the league, so... <laughs> I want to get it right, and I want him to get it wrong. Uh, Steve Linex, like I say, with his reverse psychology, 2-0. And Ian Wilson has gone 1-1, as well as Marshy. Um, your favourite's still available, Craig, if you want to pop it in there. And I bet you've been told that a few times. Um, <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to go for? I'm actually I'm actually going to go down that route. I'm going to go for a 3-1, I think. Um, Never doubted it. Never yeah, doubted it. I think, you know, if if, it, if the game plays out the way I think it might and we can uh, keep our nerve and get our good players on the ball, I think we'll create quite a few chances based yeah. about whether we can take them. So I'm going to go 3-1. If we had an award for like you know the best comment of the day, they do it sometimes, don't they, on the radio. But I think if I had an award for the most optimistic score prediction <laughs> for a game, Brookline would win it hands down this week. Okay. Um, 7-1. I, somehow, I would love that. <laughs> As Kevin Keegan said, I'd love it if we beat them. Mm. Love it. I'd love it even more if it was seven-one, but somehow I don't think it will be. But um, but yeah, well, I wasn't. Um, I'd, I'd love it as well. I wasn't far off last week. I think I had us to beat Man United three-two, and um, so that that, that scoreline was looking good for uh, for about ten minutes anyway. But yeah, how are you doing in the um, long ball? I'm not doing too bad, considering I missed at least. I think I've missed two weeks. Uh, one but, of those was down to you, though. Oh yeah, yeah. One one yeah. was definitely down to me. 
Yeah, um, and you and you're still above uh, still above Brad. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about I think I'm about fifth or sixth, something like that. And wow. I, I was I was a second away from having a, a great. I had Palace to beat Arsenal two one away last week. I as did. Well. Yeah. I did. That was so Got annoyed. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> but anyway, way. anyway, Craig. As always, I think we've just got you in there under the uh, under the time limit for you. But no, Brilliant. thanks so much for coming on. Uh, as, as always, always, you're a true gentleman, sir, and uh, a source of all knowledge, a wise old owl, indeed you are. Um, and we'll possibly see you um, next Thursday for the new quiz. We've got a pilot show coming out next Thursday. Yeah. Well, 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 we'll see how much of a wise old sage I am, won't we, I think? <laughs> we That's will. Sure. We, yeah. we will indeed. Um, I know you can't stop, so I'll send you a message about that as well. Yeah. Um, I might have to rename it after what you told me. I don't yes. know. <laughs> You've shot me down there. But yeah. uh, thank you very much, sir. Are you going to the KP? Uh, oh, it's nice at Brentford, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I, I could go to the KP. I've got green mankini in my mind. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, I, I, I would have liked to have gone to Brentford. I went to the old ground, uh, Griffin Park, I think it was, for that yeah. game, which I mentioned, which was the old uh, League Cup game. But, yeah, I think tickets are in short supply of this one. But, um, but no, good luck and enjoy the day for anyone who is going. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and I've got to say as well, very, very quickly, congratulations and great, great respect to the 25 Leicester fans that got out and made their yeah. way to Moscow. That's being a fox. Yes, That's well being done. a true fox. <laughs> Thanks very much, Craig. Hey, enjoy the weekend. And Thanks, uh, here's Chris. the three points. Fingers crossed. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Thank everyone. You. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks very much, Craig, there. Uh, as always, um, yes, we are and piloting a new quiz next week. Um, has anybody watched Squid Game? I have just finished it. And it is like I'm a celebrity on meth. I mean, it's basically what it is, even down to the, the the meal before the final game. I totally didn't get it. Unfortunately, I, I got I watched it because everyone was going mad about it. Uh, and then I kind of had to watch it to see where it was going. But um basically we are going to be. We're not going to be playing the squid game, so don't worry. If Craig gets a question wrong, he, he gets shot. Um, not, uh, we're not quite that bad. We're not quite that bad. Uh, although, having said that, let me write to Channel Five. You know, they'll they'll try most things. So uh, that is coming up um, next Thursday, nine o'clock, with uh, Craig and uh, and Dan, the Burnley fan. Dan, Dan, the the Burnley man. Uh, you may recognise the format when we do it. It is kind of based on a very popular TV quiz. And we've called ours the race. You know where it's going, don't you? And I just want to say, I just want to say um, a big, huge, huge thank you to you all. Um, as you know, we do all these shows um, on YouTube. Um which I'm still trying to sort out uh, details with. I'm struggling, really struggling. But we also transfer it onto podcasts so you can listen to it later while you're doing the washing up, ironing, making love to the missus. You know, don't tell us you won't know. I'm just thinking you you know. And um, <laughs> just don't laugh too much. Uh, 
But we've not we've not been doing the podcasts as long as we've been doing uh, the, the YouTube shows. I think we started the podcasts uh, around Christmas time, and we're actually up. We've just gone over the ten thousand. 10,000 listens, and that is absolutely amazing. So thank you, everyone. You can find it on Amazon Music. Uh, Apple iTunes is the big one. Uh, most people seem to listen to it on there. Google, and if you Google, you'll find us on the first page if you search Leicester City FC podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast Addict to name but six. But like I say, 10,000 listens is amazing. And if you have a smart speaker, then just ask yours to play, and you have to say this in full, the podcast, Lester Till I Die, and you'll be able to listen to me in wonderful, beautiful stereo. Uh, yep, thanks very much, Terry. Take care, mate. Uh, all the best. Thanks for tuning in. So I say thank you to everybody else. What's coming up? When are we back? Well, we will actually... Yes, we will be back for this. Indeed, we will Sunday, 4.30. It's usually about one man and his dog, Antiques Roadshow time, isn't it? <laughs> Ignore that. Pop onto the channel. Subscribe if you've not subscribed yet. Talk MU. Good evening, sir. Welcome along. Man United fan there. Uh, um, as late as the Harry Maguire tackle. <laughs> what you are so just going. <laughs> but thank you for the effort of popping on. Um yeah, 4.30 Sunday for the post-match show. And then we're all back next week with all the normal shows. And I say that extra quiz show on the Thursday. Pilot version, see how it goes. Bit of fun and see if it works or not. And we've got another new show coming up towards the end of the month as well. Um, we're going to call it The Three Amigos. What's all that about? Tell you more about that towards the end of the month. Have a good weekend. Go out shopping, whatever you do on a Saturday when we don't play. I'm sure the missus will all have you doing something. And we will see you. <laughs> see you. See you, Jimmy. See you 4.30 on Sunday. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for all the listens on the podcast. And thanks for all the watches. It's been great. Thanks very much. Take care. Stay safe, guys. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.